0: hey guys Bowie here with the grind scheme of things so cool news is that you know sometimes there are pieces of content that have many lives what i mean by that is you know in some cases i'll do a video um that i can upload to youtube and i can take the audio of it and um, make it available as a podcast episode right so sometimes there's this intersection where a piece of content can be you know represented in a graphic represented in a video and then represented in audio form just like just like you're listening to right now well some cool things happen where i realize that um there are some conversations and discussions that i'm hosting um for a project called the productive soul and so I decided to make this current conversation available, which is, you know, six questions you must ask in order to find or attract your soulmate. And, um, it's an entertaining conversation for, and as you can imagine, you know, relationships, money, and politics, (laughs) those three things you can just never get, um, you can never have a calm, logical conversation about, right? People get excited about those things. So all that said, um, one of my projects outside of the content for the grind scheme directly is called The Productive Soul. And that's under the umbrella of the uh, co working series that I kicked off a few months ago. So if you're interested in, of course, participating in the Productive Soul community, or what's also known as the Honey Badger <laughs> co working uh, community, I'll leave that information to make that available for you. But in this case, we are addressing and sharing about a productive soul conversation that was had regarding relationships and in honor of Valentine's Day this year, I felt that it'd be appropriate to actually do one of these types of conversations. It's not normal for me to cover this topic, but um, I did my best to be diplomatic and provocative. So if you're about that life, I hope you will enjoy this particular podcast episode and um, share it accordingly i think i make some valid points you might agree you might not disagree and it's okay but um biggest thing is you know you are entertained and you can uh, follow me on instagram and any of the digital handles that i put in the uh, description section and we can carry on the conversation over there so with that this is six questions you must ask yourself to find or attract your soulmate in 24 hours or less. All right, guys, take care. Woo. Showtime, y'all. Showtime. All right, good people. Um, welcome to this week's The Productive Soul Conversation. Um, we've got a very interesting and uh, flammable discussion to have. Um, if you uh, are able to uh, post your questions live, um, but if you're not, it's still going to be flammable because it'll be a conversation that'll that'll go, go beyond this particular recording. I Am Lyrics is in the building. Good to see you. Um, so today's conversation is uh, six questions you must ask to find uh, or attract your soulmate in 24 hours or less. Now, this is being done in honor of of course, this past week we just uh, had Valentine's Day. I'm not a super mushy character. Uh, um, however, I think you know for most people, you know, this is a mushy subject. Valentine's Day Roses not roses, um, fancy trip, not fancy trip. I mean, you get it, right? However, I wanna be uh, sort of diplomatic about this subject and talk about love, romance. From this perspective of determining uh, or answering the question of, you know, how to find or attract or identify soulmateship. Now, I think there's a lot of confusion about it, which is why I'm actually taking this subject on. Uh, Most of the subject matters that I address uh, don't don't, um, target the the area of relationships uh, for very obvious reasons. Because it's just so contentious, so many opinions, (laughs) it's so relative. But I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be diplomatic. And address this so six uh questions that uh you must ask to find or attract your soulmate so i'm going to actually let me do something real quick guys i need to um pull up these questions and then you can answer or reply with you know your perspectives all right so um give me a quick second i'm gonna swipe off my screen here and uh Give you an opportunity to answer some of these questions all right so hang on okay uh so most of us will never have or find a soulmate (laughs) shots fired shots fired why because we don't know what we're looking for how about that to consider no, oh, you might think, oh, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm looking for. How dare you tell me what I'm looking for? What do you know? All right. But we'll just follow along. And when, I, when we're done with these six questions, you're going to see what I'm talking about. So um <laughs> hang on a second. Actually, my screen is, is for uh yeah, I'm gonna resume my share. Hang on, one moment, one moment. Just wanna make sure we're looking at the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're looking at the right thing. Here we go.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're in the right place. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm managing two screens, y'all. Ba- bear with me. All right. So, um, so that said, let
0: me switch my screen up to make sure I'm looking at the right question. All right. Cool. So. Like I said, most of us don't know what we're looking for. And most of us don't know
1: what we're looking for because we don't know what we're looking for. You know that made sense. Right? So, that being said, what you think about that when it comes to soulmate what are you looking for and how do you know what you're looking for what's what gave you the criteria um and in
0: my opinion in my assessment uh, we have soulmate poorly defined because it's an inherited belief many of us very few have ever actually really examined the term and broken it apart and identified, like, do I even really believe in these two terms together, and how do they even come together? Or have we been baptized in the waters of, you know, (laughs) pop culture, uh, the court of public opinion, and some uh, soap operas into believing there is a one or the one out there for you, right? Listen, I know, this is is why I don't get into these conversations, because they get dicey I can hear, I can, I can hear the palms sweating out there, right? Being like, "Oh man, he's about to say something that's gonna hurt my feelings." <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just a messenger, I'm just a vessel trying to deliver some, some thoughts and ideas to get you to think about whatever you think in order for you to come to some really great conclusions for yourself. I'm not here to tell you what to believe, what to do. I'm just here to share some questions and provoke some thoughts that will move you in the direction of where you want to go. So anyway, that being said, again, that's another premise is that soulmate has been poorly defined because it's an inherited belief. So whatever you do believe, you have to really ask yourself where you got that belief from, right? Who programmed you to having that belief about what a soulmate is, what a soulmate isn't, how a soulmate is supposed to work. So I'll give you an example, right? That will sort of like, give you something else to consider when it comes to this idea of soulmate before we get into the questions
1: right and then we're done so um, if we're in the same class right if we're in the same class then we become what classmates if we're in the same school we become what schoolmates (laughs) if we're in the same prison (laughs) or prison cell (laughs) what do we become cellmates if we share a household
0: right for those of you kind of experienced that at some point or phase
1: you become what housemates so, based on that, what do we have to share in order for us to be soulmates? <laughs> yeah, our soul. Our soul. We both have to share our soul to be soulmates. <laughs> I am just let that sink in. I know some of y'all are like, oh, wow. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. And you're welcome.
0: <laughs> so all that said,
1: let that sink in. Because the question now becomes, um, what soul? If we're going to be soul mates,
0: <laughs> Right? Because your classmates, because you share the same class. You're in the same class. Your schoolmates, because, you know, you're in the same school. Your housemates, because you have the same household. Right? Your cellmates, because you share the
1: same cell. So if you're soulmates, you share the same soul. What soul, though? Whose soul? My soul? Your soul? Our souls? God's soul? The universe's soul? (laughs) Right? (laughs) How do we, now we got a different conversation. How do we even define that word soul? see what i'm saying so we aren't clear right that's my hypothesis right now we aren't clear and we're not clear when we're not clear we make up stuff
0: from the confusion right that's what we do We just try to make up our, come to our own conclusions without really deep study, reflection or meditation. So I bet, you know, the way I put it, I I bet you couldn't, for some of you anyway, you couldn't give me a 500 word essay on what it is, (laughs) right? What a soulmate is without repeating yourself after
1: the first 25 words, right? not a jab it's just to
0: say like if we're really honest we haven't really really put a lot of thought into this so how are you going to be on a quest or an inquiry to just really pull this thing in that you just feel like you just can't live without if you have not really done the level of thinking and reflecting and appreciating and just everything that goes with it I can hear some of you, but but so and so I know them, that couple, their soulmates, they're there. They. okay, that's them. What about you? Right? Because you got your own journey, you got your own version of the experience. And and sometimes, even when you really look a little deeper beyond the surface of what looks like a real soulmate partnership, you'll see some things that it's like,. Ugh that probably aren't that attractive.
1: Just a thought. And I, I think many of us can identify with that. So the lesson here is that the soul, I just want to say, is the soul
0: concept and even soulmate concept. So soul in and of itself. It's hard to put in the words. And When something is
1: hard to put into words, hard to describe it, it's ineffable, right? And so your soulmate will have things that they feel
0: that they can't put into words. And you'll have things that you feel that you can't put into words. But they've got to be comfortable enough with the fact that some things aren't able to be put into words and and not get frustrated and not get upset and not be awkward in order for the connection to happen right and so sometimes yeah you can't have that sort of soulmate identity identification process where you recognize something in someone that you don't have words for and they recognize something in you that you don't have words for and then the journey of your relationship is really trying to articulate what those things are that you don't have words for but you know is present right okay so as your um as your soulmate will have things that they feel that are hard to put into words um there is some questions that you yourself have to be able to ask in order to sort of identify those things that are hard to put into words and read and just get and then answer those questions, but take those answers right based on your read and have them work for you, okay? So here are the six questions. Ta-da, you ready? (laughs) If I haven't sparked enough uh, fights out there. So um, the celebration, by the way, of the thing that's hard to put into words, okay? The celebration, is part of this, you know, soulmate journey. Okay. Just so you know. And uh,
1: that being said, I want to address um, these six questions. So one question,
0: this is a real kind of strange question. When you encounter someone who, if you have encountered someone or you're going to encounter someone and feel like, okay, you want to see if they pass the soulmate six-question test <laughs> um, is, who are you? It's question one, who are you, okay?
1: All right. So the reason why this question is big is because if the answer to that question is materialistic and
0: earthly, this answer um, sort of identifies where they are in their view of themselves and life and the world. Okay, so the question of who are you? So someone could say, "Oh, you know, who am I? What do you mean you don't know who I am? I'm the president of blah 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 blah, or I'm, you know, Steve so and so. okay." And that matters because, (laughs) right? So the who are you question has to be like, the answer to that question is gotta be something that almost is like, like it's, it can be clear, but there's enough room where you you recognize that that person recognizes that they're not just their physical expression right sometimes they might say look i'm i'm just a spirit being trapped in a human body trying to make make life happen you might get something like that right but whatever the answer is if the answer seems like very conclusive like this is who i am i'm this hundred and you know seventy something pound person or whatever their you know description of themselves is and i've got you know brown hair uh blue eyes and uh my parents are from such and such a place um not a lot of soul to that answer right you you know what i'm talking about and most people will walk away right so that's the first question who are you but it's not just you're not just listening for demographic information right you're really listening for that person's interpretation of who they are and what they're doing here on earth right this aspect of soul is what we're listening for trying to hear out if the person gets it. If they don't get it, next. (laughs) All right, next thing. That's freshman one. Now, just so you guys know, I'm not a relationship coach. That's not why I'm doing this, right? I'm doing this because you'll find out in the end because I want to show you how a particular method when it comes to productivity ties back into this soulmate question, right? Because a lot of energy is used trying to find and deal with you know, whatever relationships we have that influence our productivity, right? As productive souls. So that being said, um, the question of who are you is not just, it's not a very, it's not a plain cut and dry question. There's a little, there's layers to it. And as you listen to how somebody describes themselves and vice versa, you'll, you'll be able to identify whether you're, you're, you share the same soul, right? Or the same piece of the bigger soul right? That has us all be connected. Make sense? All right. Next question. And these go deeper, right? So I might have other episodes where I talk about this, but for now, I just want to leave it at that. Second question, what do you believe and why, right? And the why is the most important part of this, of these two questions. Now, this question is not like interview style. You don't ask I'll break it down and an end for you. These questions are questions that you ask yourself. And you can ask them out loud, but you better be super crystal clear about these questions for yourself. So if I ask you, who are you? And your answers to yourself are, well, my name is Stacy. I, you know, I'm from, you know, Hackensack. <laughs> right? And I grew up in Ohio, but my parents are originally from the West Coast. <laughs> it doesn't it, Not a good answer. That's not who you are, right? So when people answer the, those questions, like I said, based on those earthly coordinates, it's like, nah, that's not enough soul there if you're looking for soulmate, right? All right. Nothing wrong if that's your answer, though. I'm just saying. If you're looking for soulmate, it may not be there. Okay. May not. Doesn't mean it isn't, just may not. Second question: what do you believe in why? So why is it captures how they arrive
1: at truth? What do you believe in and why? So who they um what they
0: use? Do they use science? Do you use science? Do you use a combination of science and intuition, uh, and a- ancient, you know, arts like <clears throat> some might argue and debate with it? You know, zodiac, tarot cards, like all kinds of stuff, right? Like people have different ways that they arrive and discern truth. So, what do you believe in? Why um, is very the why part is very important because combination of science, intuition, research, um, or is it what their pastor said? Is it what their best friend? Told them is it what their mama and their daddy told them? Like that question really shows you how um how they they arrive at truth. Because at the end of the day, I'm I'm a big believer that you know today today's truth could be tomorrow's um, you know, yesterday's truth is today's bullshit, right? <clears throat> There's things that we believed centuries ago. Then when we measure it up against what we know today, we're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't like so true, right? So you've got to have a mind and a soul that's willing to change your position as a function of the evidence that speaks and resonates with you. And some people are not open like that, right? They're like, eh, this is what it is. Da, da, da. Not, a lot, not a lot of soul there, right? Okay, cool. So that's the second question. Third question. who do you hang out with right as well as who do they hang out with now again i'm going to caution if you don't answer these questions thoroughly for yourself you really got no business asking them to another person but again these are not questions you ask out loud you can but i wouldn't necessarily recommend it okay all right so um or asking them the way like in some very blunt interview kind of way right um so who do they hang out with? Who do you hang out with? If your circle
1: or their circle is ascending, they're going to ascend. Right? Genuinely, if they
0: admire the people that they're surrounded by that are ascending, progressive, you know, you know, exploring new ideas and uh, you know, upwardly mobile and whatever way you want to describe it. If, if their circle is growing and expanding and doing amazing things, chances are they're also growing and expanding and doing amazing things, even if that's not, you know, happening right, right now. And right now, it's only a matter of time, right? So if that matters to you for this mate that you're going to share soul with, um, that's the answers to that are very, very important, right, as far as who they spend their time around right? That includes on the phone, that means um, online, if they play games online, you know, um, in the virtual reality world, like all of that combined leads to who they become, right? And who they are. that makes sense? Okay. <clears throat> so that question is major. Um, because if they're ascending, so will you. Very simple, right? That ascension will spill into your life. But if that circle is descending, or um, corruptive, or corrosive, that's going to spill into your life as well, right? Something to think about. All right, let me move to the next couple questions here, and we're done. All right, fourth question is a, I call it the human capital assessment. So how do they view their worth and act based on that sense of worth so this this is related to resource and resourcefulness right like um you know depending on what your financial goals are you're right you want to be sharing your soul right with another human being that um, can provide the basics and necessities as needed based on your arrangements right whether it's shelter clothing, um, artifacts in the form of a vehicle to uh, bank accounts, I mean, you name it, right? You want to know that, you want to know what level of provision um, you can expect, right? Uh, in other words, like, hey, look, if there's a certain you know, lifestyle or level <clears throat> that you want to live in accordance to, um, that you know that requires a certain financial threshold to be reached, you've got to be able to assess that, okay? Okay and determine if this match is gonna work. And for the people who are like, oh man, I just, I see the potential in this person. Well, that potential is great. And the birthing from that potential is a function of how that person views themselves. You know, we all know someone who is with someone who's got a lot of potential, but that person doesn't really view themselves as someone who's got a lot of potential or is confident when it comes to pulling the trigger or can break past those points when they fail. When they fail, they tend to get stuck and implosive and not go anywhere. And then they're back to square one again, right? And happens in cycles. So we all know, have experienced something like that. And if you don't want that, then of course, you, you gotta be a no to anyone who shows up with that trait of those qualities, okay? Four uh, or five. <clears throat> so, um, What mood are they in and what mood do they put you in after the majority of your interactions? Okay. So there's some people in your life, my life, everybody's life. I hope that, hey, when that phone rings, you just know you're going to laugh. When that phone rings, you know you're going to hear good news. When that phone rings, you know, man, it's going to be a happy time. And there's some people that when that phone rings, it's gonna be Sadville. It's gonna be a woe is me episode. And if someone is in your orbit and they don't leave you happier um, than you are, or inspire you to be happier than you are, <clears throat> that's not a good situation, right? To share your soul, right? So you gotta ask, did I leave you happy? It, you know, do you experience happiness? Do you experience sadness? Do you experience inspiration? Or do you experience worry, right? There's so many more things I could share, but how's that going, right? What emotional state, um, what mood
1: are you in and put in after interacting, right? Okay, that's four. Five, uh,
0: I'm sorry, my, my fault, that was five. Now six. How is their level of physical and environmental well-being? this is really important. are they operating um, with longevity and optimization for uh, the long haul right for so physical well-being that's a given sound you know from you know nutrition self care practices to how they keep their you know physical space um Maintain themselves. Yeah, I guess that's it. That can include hygiene, all those de- <laughs> details. Um, but the biggest thing is, I think we all, when we're in relationship, we want our partner to be around long for the long haul, right? And um, and if there's sort of like a, you know, uh, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die kind of energy, and you just know that that person's not going to be around for the long haul. If they can be, that could be a sign that that might not be your soulmate, right, to share your soul with, and um, or share a soul with, however you interpret that original conversation that I had. So how attached or stuck they are to both these things, their physical and their uh, environmental aspects, um, this is also like a sub question like you know some people are really attached to their looks, some people are really attached to their physical possessions, some people are really attached to where they live. And their status as a function of the artifacts that they have and like that defines them right how attached they are to that that sort of stuff could also be a real a thing to like really look around for and be aware of, as you know, as they call them red flags right. Um, and I, I noted here, you know, their ideas about these things, are those ideas malleable, right? Like, are they open to like, really realizing like, wow, you know what, man, all my physical possessions are great. However, they're not greater than just my own growth, my own evolution, um, or even my ego, right? Like, I mean, or letting my ego go right am i willing to let my ego go in order for me to grow and transform so that being said um very important for me to, to uh, assess these things and um if they're you know rigid and inflexible and stuck on this is how things are and and even the the good old this is who i am kind of thing whew, let me just grab my laptop uh, cord here um and you know you're gonna have some problems that's just, that's just that. So anyway, those are the six questions. Um, very, very important questions to ask. Um, and, and I want to also add that for those of you who probably are thinking, well, what about the, the wow wow parts? <laughs> um, these questions, um, let me just say this ahead of, ahead of answering that question. Uh, so all these questions that I just shared with you, um they're not to be asked directly there's some you can ask directly and some don't need to be asked directly but they can be observed and you have to be able to conclude if the answers to them are sufficient for you to move forward to move ahead and build around your soul and they have to be um understood um and they have to understand their own version of those answers as well, right? Like everyone, everyone's got their own self-assessment to do in order for them to know, okay, I'm in the right situation. It can't just be the, ah, you know, you're just looking good and I'm looking good. We both looking good. We're gonna take care of each other for the rest of our lives and stay looking good. <laughs> okay, that's fine, nothing wrong with that, right? It's a different kind of arrangement, different kind of intention. But I think many of us want more than just looking good together. We want to grow, we want to evolve, and we want to transform, right? So uh, if you look at anyone who's pursuing uh, pursuing you, um, actually, I was going to say physical attraction and intimacy dynamics that's the wow <laughs> wow part. <laughs> um, it's under the category of the of the sixth question right which is um, level you know what is their level of physical and environmental well-being right um right because if they take care of themselves combination of course attraction attract there's certain things that are attractive about people right how they keep themselves how they maintain themselves um and um you know nutrition all the things that allow them to be great um reproductive specimens, <laughs> uh, that's in that category, question six. So like I said, um, everyone's got to understand, both you and whoever you're pursuing or being pursued by, everybody's got to understand like what their answers to these questions are. And they may not be asking themselves these questions directly, but there's there's some ways that these questions are being answered, right? Um, and if you haven't noticed, these questions come down to five basic categories and they are that person's faith which is all things spiritual as far as how they view the world how they view themselves in the whole macro cosmos of being so that's faith fellowship that's the part that has to do with relationships and who they're ascending with Finances, that has to do with how they assess themselves and their potential to be able to produce and provide. That's the finances piece. Feelings, that's the moods that they leave you with and the moods that you find yourself in as a function of interacting with them. And the practices that they engage in that allow them to have great energy for being in high, higher level moods and put you in the same space. That's, emo- that's feelings, right, related to your emotions. Then the last part is fitness, which has to do with the physical and the environmental aspects that I just covered. So what you just heard, those six questions are five what I what are called five kingdom questions, and the bonus question was the "Who are you?" right, which I asked first. So this particular model and this particular approach is valid and relevant, right? Because you want to know how someone handles those five kingdoms, and if they're not really connected um, and handling those five kingdoms with a certain kind of um, royal presence, if you will, or a sense of great responsibility, then you know what to do. Cut out, cut, cut it up, cut it off and move in the direction that your soul needs you to move in for you to be happy and fulfilled and satisfied and at peace. All right, so um, I see Stacy's in the building. What's up, Stacey? How you doing? Um, so that being said, <clears throat> I hope this has been of value to you. These six questions are must asks, in my opinion. You might have 18 questions. You might have 21. It's OK. But whatever the questions are, make sure that they are yours, that you totally own them, and that You know, you've assessed them in a way where if someone gets, say, good grades on all of them or responds accordingly on on all those questions, then you feel confident moving forward that that person is going to add to your experience as a soul, right? Because soul mates is what this comes down to, right? You're going to be sharing souls and or sharing a soul, right? At some point. And again, there's a whole nother conversation I can have about that soul aspect because it's things that are hard to put into words and hard to even cover in just a quick Instagram live. Um, for those of you who are seeing it on, on live versus you know Zoom. <clears throat> but all that said, I hope this has been helpful. Gave you some things to think about and uh, a combination of partner selection and engagement and you know, relationship creation, all of that. And if you have any questions, I'm available. Don't send me hate mail. Because <laughs> I've said some pretty uh, provocative things here. But they're to stir you to think. And you know to really have the life that you want to have. right? Not the life that I want you to have, but the life you need to have for you. So anyway, appreciate you guys. Thanks for checking me out. And um, I'll see you guys in the upcoming Productive Soul episodes. Again, the whole idea behind the Productive Soul is... someone who's here on earth in this realm, in this lifetime, there are things that you want to get done. And, and uh, you would feel that you missed out on your opportunity to get them done if you didn't identify yourself as a productive soul. So um, I know, uh, Stacey, you just popped in, if you have any questions, you're welcome to chime in on any uh, questions that uh, you may have. Let me just check in with you real quick. Did you have any questions? I'll give it a moment there's always like a little delay between questions and responses here um, regarding this particular subject so um so that's it so anyway i want to tell you guys again thank you appreciate you if you have any uh, messages you can reach me on uh, instagram i'll leave the link below and um in any uh, other relevant platforms where you can get a hold of me and pose your questions and i can do videos based on them as well if you're seeing this on youtube please of course I'll my algorithmic pitch. Um, oh no problem, it's okay, Stacy. So you'll get a chance to watch the review of this once it kind of uploads, um, and see which part you might have questions about. <laughs> uh, so, um, so if you see this on YouTube, of course, um, algorithmically, you're supposed to like and you know comment and uh, subscribe and all of that good stuff. So let's do what the algorithms need us to do and make sure that this type of content is available for those who
1: are coming behind us, okay? All right, guys, appreciate you guys and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, take care. All right, guys, Boo here again. Thank
0: you for listening. If you're interested in being a part of the bigger conversation on other subjects, uh, feel free to join the community. I'll leave the information that you need to connect with me online and the other tribe members. Um, I look forward to uh, seeing and meeting some of you in person and or at least virtually in some of the upcoming events. And um, just head over to that description section and use the links there. All right, guys, thanks so
1: much. Talk to you soon.